Welcome to the Julie Salant Podcast, the place to reconnect to your heart and live your soul purpose. This is where you will find inspiring information on how to reconnect to your heart, get into mind-body-spirit alignment, and step into your personal power. Together, we will hear messages from the sacred animal kingdom, discuss how to reframe success that works best for you, and learn to step into divine flow, allowing you to do what your soul came here to do. Thank you for being here. And now, let's tune in to today's show. Hey everyone, Julie Salant. I am thrilled to have you here today. I have a very, very special guest that I've been waiting to talk to. I'm so excited she can be here today. Her name's Nicola Poole, and she is a transformational, well, I'll let her give you the background. Welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. Thanks for the opportunity to share the animal messages with you. Yes. You have been a communicator, animal whisperer for a very long time. How, can you give us a little bit of background on how you came to do this work and, and what you're doing right now for all, the, all of your clients? Yeah, of course, Julie. Um, yeah, I have been doing it um, for a while. I was practicing um, sort of quietly on my own, as many communicators do, until they're to the forefront to pass the messages on to everyone um, it kind of coincided with the the time I discovered Reiki or Reiki pulled me um, and then I managed to get some more messages deeper insights from the animals the more um, I connected with them I began with the naive concept that I was helping animals and their people but obviously, the more I've got into this, we're actually discovering that the animals are helping us with what we have to go through as individuals and as a species. So now I focus on what they want shared and just pass that out to who needs to hear it, who the animals want to pass the messages on. I'm just kind of the go-between, really. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that because we have such a similar background. You know, um, I got all these nudges when I was young and and it takes a little bit of time before you recognize that they're actually speaking to you and it's not in your head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so true. Very true. <laughs> and then from there, it takes a little bit of courage to actually go out and give the messages to actual breathing people, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's... Um, like I was saying, it was kind of just something for me, close friends and close family for a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. It's, I suppose it's that fear factor, the human fear that, you know, people might think we're a bit strange or just think, of course you speak with the animals. Um, it's that fear of getting knocked back. So once you get over that and you realise that it's much more important to actually share their messages, then it just opens up another world then. <laughs> It does. And do you speak with all different kinds of animals or just certain ones? No, no. Yeah, any animal that's um, wanting their message, it's all energy-based and every creature, every being comes from that energetic place of love. So, yeah, um, whoever wants their messages sent through, really. Can you explain to the listeners kind of how it works? Because I know that a lot of times we get the question, well, how does this work and how do you do it, especially 
if it's long distance? How, how do you explain that to people? It's, um, it's basically, um, we're, we're all energy. Our physical bodies are a different vibrational energy, slower vibration. And then so everything around us is energy based as well. And that includes us, our core, our soul. So that's what we're tapping into when we do connect. It's like that feeling. I try and describe it to people, you know, when you just know that phone's going to ring or you're thinking about someone and you think, I'll better just check in with them and you find out that there is something going on with them that they just needed to reach out to someone. It's, that's their energy putting the little beacon out there as if to say, you know, anyone that wants to connect with me, you can. So when we're connecting distantly um, via animal communication, telepathy, psychically, there's millions of different words for it, but it's that connection with that vibrational energy that you're going to. Um, and that's what animals communicate with naturally, all other animals we can all do it. All humans can do it because we're animals still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just into that vibration. Makes we sense. all know that, that they give so much to us, especially those, you know, most of us have a dog or a cat or both. Um, and a lot of us have horses. Um, horses are very big communicators and very big master teachers. Um, do you believe that the that happens because of their sheer size compared to a dog or a cat? Um, I don't know if it's the size um, so much. It's, it's all from the heart center where we're connecting. Some animals are focused on a purpose to connect with humans for specific reasons, and horses have shown that they are here to connect with the human beings. Um, mm -hmm and to raise our vibrations. So that could be why they're very, very sensitive beings, horses. Yes. Horses are, but they're, they're making it their purpose to connect with us and enhance our understanding of who we are, why we're here, and our connection to all other beings. All animals are doing it, but horses are coming to the forefront to help us as a species at the moment. So that might be why the the bonds are stronger. Mm -hmm. yep. They're helping us, you know, because of their size, I guess you could say it's part of it because they're showing their strengths right. through their fears and they're showing us our fears because of their size. Yes, yes. Am I explaining yes. that properly? <laughs> yes, yes. And it's so funny what you said when you were starting the program about how you naively thought that you were here to give the messages. And that's kind of what I thought too. I thought, well, I'm the bridge and I'm here to give the messages. But as we go along, it seems like they know so much more and I know so much less and I'm learning all the time. And it seems like they're the master teachers, I feel like. Do you agree with that? Yeah, they're, they're definitely um, tapped into the wisdom that we're forgetting. Um, we get sort of distracted with our humanness and our physical and things like that, where they're very soul-based still, the animals, and they've got their connection with that understanding, with that wisdom, and that's why they're joining us so much more to share that with us. We do know some of these things. We just forget them because, like I said, we get distracted with being so human. 
And we get disconnected with technology. You know, they don't have phones and computers like we do. And that does disconnect us a lot of times from our heart. And I think a lot of times it seems as though they're trying to give us messages from the soul and they're, they're simple a lot of times, but profound. Can you maybe give a little bit of background on what, I know each message is different, but maybe what their, the theme is that they're trying to communicate to the humans? Yeah, they, they are trying to take us back to that core connection and they're trying to help us understand our connectedness with every other being. Um, they're trying to show us that we, we don't need these things that we feel we do to be secure, to be successful. They're taking us back to um, more the instinctive, the vibrational, that we don't need what we've created around us to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's many of the, yeah, there's many of them bringing that message through. Do you, so when you, when someone calls you and we were talking a little bit earlier about losing a pet because I've just lost one of my best friends about six weeks ago. Um, and he was a dog that we've had for 13 years. Um, he was a rescue. Almost all my animals are rescues. And he was very, very special. And it was very tough because his body had given out um, and he'd had a stroke in front of me, but his brain after the stroke, I mean, he was still alert and it was a very difficult decision. And I still feel him strongly. Can you maybe offer some insights into um, how people can cope with losing a pet after the pet has gone to the Rainbow Ridge? Yeah, um, the key is to actually deal with it, um, not to just cope with it. Um, When we do just cope with it, we're kind of denying all the emotions attached to that grief. Um, Yeah, you mentioned about your companion. Um, It sounds like you had a wonderful bond. Mm -hmm. And it's with us. Um, So we need to go through grief when we lose our companions. It brings up so many different griefs. You get anger, you get frustration, you get regret, you get guilt. I think grief is one of those things that it's so many emotions at one time that we don't often get that anywhere else in our life. And and that's what we fear is the emotions attached to that. So we need to understand it's okay to go through all of those, Um, especially as, you know, there's many people think, oh, it's just a dog, just a cat but we're as attached to those as we are to many of our human friends and family. So we must allow ourselves to deal with all those as they come up, process them all, um, and also allow ourselves to recognise that that bond is still there. We forget as humans, like I was saying before, about our connectedness to everything. That stays constant. They're always with us. And that's what we need to remember through this grief. Um, Remember the happy times. There's also a thing that we feel we need to be sad through the grief. We can connect with the happy thoughts, the happy memories, and the animals are showing us more and more 
to do that as we do process our grief. Definitely. I think um, it's a process. It doesn't just happen, you know, in one day. It takes time. Um, But I feel like, yeah, exactly. It feels like waves. Um, Sometimes I feel like it's a wave and it's overtaking me, but sometimes you just have to let it overtake you, express it however you express it. uh, And then it, and then it kind of ebbs and flows, right? It yeah, feels like that it can come up years later. Um, I know this myself. You, you think you've processed it, you think you're there, and then all of a sudden something can trigger it many years later, and then you have to go back there. Um, and we try to tell ourselves we're okay, but we're actually not. There's obviously another trigger under there that we need to process and allow it to come up again. There's no time frame for guilt at all. And I think because for a lot of us, like myself, who've always were taught to revere the animals and love the animals as if they're like part of our family, it's not just, you know, a dog or cat. We love them. They are with us all the time and we're very bonded to them. So um, Mm -hmm. it's not like you, you can't replace them. In other words, they're all like humans. They're singular individual personalities. And I would love it if you would explain or kind of try to communicate that a little bit to the listeners because some people don't really understand animal consciousness can you give some thoughts on that and I know it's a big it's a big topic but maybe give us your thoughts on on how animals communicate with us and and that they are (laughs) conscious beings and they do have their own personalities just like people they are completely um and funnily enough the ones that taught me this the most, because we see it through, like you're saying, dogs, cats, we have them in our home. And, you know, you say, oh, that's a little cheeky pup or this one's got character. <laughs> and you see it more because we're around them all the time. But it was my chickens. When I had my girls at home and my boy, um, it was actually the chickens that walked through their character's so differently um, and it really opened up my eyes to the, like you were saying the consciousness of all animals the characters of all animals the sentient of them all um, they are all individual beings exactly as we are we're a human race but within that human race we're all individuals and it's the same with any whether it's elephants dogs cats bugs chickens the species is there, but within that species, every single creature, every being, there's a soul, there's a personality, there's character. They're all individuals that we need to start recognising. And that's one of the messages that they are coming through very strongly to say, look, it's me. You might know my friends, you might know my family, but I'm an individual as much as you are. And that's what they're trying to connect us with to see um, that that's what we need to respect and connect with them as that individual being. They've got the we do as each human being. They hurt like we do. They have fun like we do. They've all got their own little message to share, their own purpose, their sole purpose. And funnily, it's funny enough that they all are, they speak very plainly, usually. That's been my experience. And they have senses of humor too, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, completely, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, I connected with a dog years ago 
And he was doing this, it was almost like an Al Pacino impression. You know, the old gangster, um, black and white gangster movies. And it was just hilarious. <laughs> if everyone could see that animals are this way, it would just open people's eyes and hearts so differently to how we see them. Yes, yes. And here we are in 2019 at the end of the year, and I still sometimes get pushback from people even that know me um, that don't think that this is real, and they don't think that what I'm saying is real when I'm telling them I'm communicating with the animal. What are your thoughts on those that just think this is just hogwash, this is just baloney, uh, we're making it up? Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And I know you've come across that a million times, I'm sure. I do. I even get it from people that um, I've connected with their companion at home. And then they might read one of my posts about like I connected with a bee or a bug. It's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, you know, it's because of the, it's more um, the lack of understanding. It's, it's normally if it's something we've experienced, and we see, we can understand it, and therefore it's real. So if people haven't experienced it, if they don't understand it, to them it might be too hard to even figure out. So it's, I don't, you know, it's not real. So generally now I used to just sort of shy away from that, but now I explain to people how it works, why it works, and ask them why couldn't it work. And then it you know, once the thinking starts going through, it's a resetting of what you're taught, you'd be surprised how many people are actually okay. I'm kind of understanding something now and it just sets the little light going of understanding. Yeah, I love that. And I, I also realize that we can't, uh, we're all on a spiritual path in different places on that path. Yeah. And that yeah, doesn't exactly. mean that one's more evolved than another. It's not about that. It's just about the, as you said, the experience. So if you are someone out there who's listening, who is a communicator or is a healer or doing any modality that others don't understand, it might sometimes, you know, we try to explain it and try to uh, let them know that we are here for the highest and best, you know, best possible outcome for every, you know, being that we're working with whether it's two-legged or four-legged or whatever. But sometimes you, if they don't understand um, and they want to push it to the side after you've tried to explain it, then sometimes I think you just have to let it be and, and it's okay. Do you agree with that? Completely. Um, like you said, everyone gets to that, a point of their growth, their path at different times. Just because we're not all at the same point doesn't mean they're not going to get there there's things that I don't understand yet just because I haven't experienced them you know one day I will and then I'll understand it and then it's real to me everyone gets there when they're ready in their own soul's growth their purpose and we just have to be patient with each other while we all get there right right and be patient with the animals because sometimes they've been trying to give the owners messages for quite a long time. And then that's usually when someone, you know, we get called in to, to kind of untangle uh, and give the messages. And I'd like to know from your vast experience, how, how do you handle it when 
someone rings you up and says, okay, well, I'd like to know, um, you know, my, my dog's having a problem. I'd like to know what it is so I can help. But you give them the message and it's not the message they thought it was. And it might not be the one they even maybe expected. And it might not be a good message. How do you handle that? Yeah, it can be confronting sometimes. Yes. Um, it was interesting, the analogy, I was talking about this with someone the other day. Um, it's So I'll pass on the message and, again, if they're not understanding it, it might just be like, no, that's, you know, Nick's probably off. She's missed the connection there. But I had a lady like this a couple of years ago um, and at the time she said it made no sense to me, so I just kind of left it. And then it was about a year later, suddenly everything was clicking into place. The understanding was coming through, things were happening, and what the message her dog was passing through was finally making sense and she could then act on it. Sometimes it's very confronting for the person. Um, they deny it themselves because it means that they're going to have to change their thought processes and what they do. A lot of the time... Sorry, not a lot of the time, some of the time. Um, the person will be connecting with me because it's a an issue with their pet, their companion. It, you know, when they connect with me, they think it's it's not their issue. It's something to fix with their dog or their cat or their horse. Yeah. And, of course, all of a sudden you're saying, actually, it's something in you that they're, they're mirroring or they're just trying to bring the focus to you for you to help yourself. And again, you know, if someone's telling us, no, we need to change what we're doing, we can get a bit defensive, we can um, go into denial. So that, again, takes a little bit of time to explain to someone, um, this is why you're getting this message. And then you help them through that as well as the person. You shift the focus from helping the animal to helping the human. Yes. And working through it together. But, yeah, sometimes it can be if people aren't ready to hear it. Um, but most people are really good and they realise what's happening, so they do try and work on themselves to help their animal, you know, because everyone who contacts me wants to help their animal. And sometimes that's that's always true. It's usually always the human. The They're trying to help the human. They're, they're trying to support us any way they can, energetically, emotionally. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the opposite happens. And sometimes the person just breaks down crying because you've actually kind of hit a nerve, but in a good way, right? They just yeah, kind of been holding yeah. it in. And then it's like, oh my gosh, how did she know that? And I can't believe that. And they've been wrestling with it for a long time, but the animal's showing it to you. And then by you telling them, they just maybe start crying and, and it opens up yeah, something in them and ships. Yeah, because it's the, the confirmation of what they've felt deep down um, that have just been either not ready to um, resolve or accept and all of a sudden you're hearing it from someone that doesn't know you um, and it's coming through your animal and all of a sudden again it makes it very real and it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this anymore? <laughs> I hear him, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, we can't Google your animal uh, online or, <laughs> yeah. or talk to them ahead of time. So yeah, um. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. When it when it's something very real, and and that's what their animals, you know, like the companions of people do as well. They'll give me a little tidbit of information that there's no denying. I'm connecting with their companion, 
and of course all of a sudden it's like all right okay you win (laughs) yes yes in a good way and yeah. it's always with messages of love and support and intention that we want to help. Uh, obviously, it's it's for the, the highest and best of everyone involved. But do you believe that everyone has this ability to but talk to, to any animal? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, we f- either forget it or, um, you know, we're, we're told as children growing up, oh, don't be silly you know, like the invisible friend that you chat away with. Um, so, of course, you you put that to one side and then as you grow into adulthood, you just disconnect from it. Um, some people are very lucky and they keep it with them from children all the way through. It's encouraged by those around them. But it's an energetic vibration. So it's saying all animals and humans are animals too, all communicate and connect by this energy. Um, so yeah I don't see why I haven't met anyone when I do the workshops everybody that comes to the workshops even those that are saying I'm not getting anything all of a sudden they'll get this undeniable message through um, everyone I know has done it and I don't understand why people wouldn't be able to if we we're all energy mm-hmm. wow that's amazing what a breakthrough oh yes it's universal language that if um people could tap into this and it would just be amazing can you imagine everyone understanding all the animals that live at home with them all the animals they work with all those in rescue centers needing help just sit and chat away to them it'd be amazing and i don't think there'd be nearly as many homeless animals because people would understand that they really have a voice and feelings and they have everything that we have. So yes, yeah, yeah, it would be, be to, different. Yeah. Oh, completely. It would just be so peaceful because communication is the way to resolve any issues, resolve misunderstandings, to get the knowledge. It just the thought of everyone being able to connect this way or to actually doing it, they are able, but to actually practice it, I just get tingles and goosebumps when I think what the opportunities for that are. Well, luckily there are at this time so many people awakening on the planet to their own abilities and that we are all connected and that, you know, we are all here. We need to help each other instead of tear each other apart, no matter if, you know, where you live or, you know what you look like or political it doesn't matter anything it, it, we all need yeah. to help each other to help the planet yeah. uh, because the yeah. planet really needs the humans to help instead of you know tear it down so it, it at least the process is starting and the animals have really been supporting it for a long time so they must i would think be a little bit happy that people are starting to wake up yeah the the messages are coming through stronger um and I, I remember when I first started doing uh, practicing animal communication, there'd be either not many people had heard of it or it was like, a, oh, that's a bit hoodoo voodoo. Yes. Um, now, um, either people have heard of it or they're more inquisitive when you mention what you do. I don't know if you found that yourself. People are open to different ways of being with each other and understanding each other. And it's, it's happening as a species, as a human species, 
but it's also starting to happen interspecies much more as well, where we are um, looking to others to help us as a human race. I think people are getting, um, they're more open to it. Um, there are still some people that don't get it, don't understand it and think it's evil, crazy and woo woo. But there are also by the same token, quite a few people that think that it's, it's, I don't, they might say, I don't know much about it, but I'm open to it or, you know, Hey, let's see what she's got. And then, it, and then once you get the messages, then they, they start nodding their head and it's kind of like, okay, she's, she's for real. This is real. And it's all a positive thing. So um, yeah. I think in that way, it's wonderful. And just getting the messages out about what the animals have to say. Now, what happens, and I always ask this because it's happened to me. So I want to know what you think. What mm-hmm. happens if you get a message, but the person has not asked for the message? In other words, you could be at a dog park or I could be with my horse in the barn and a horse pulls me aside and says, listen, I need you to tell my owner X, Y, Z. I can't jump anymore. I'm really in pain. And I need you to tell her this like now, but she has not asked for a reading. Um, how, how do you do, how do you deal with messages that, that the animals are kind of saying, I need some help here, but the human hasn't asked for the message. Um, I'd pass that on. You'd obviously, you know, um, be delicate and explain who I'd explain who I was and why I was passing on the message, but just because the human hasn't asked for it, obviously the animal has found um, a pathway through to reach their human. A lot of the time the human won't even realise there might be something going on with their animal. So if someone, a horse or a dog or whoever it is, is wanting that message passed on, I would pass it on and then it's up to the person that I pass it on to to do with it what they can or what they want to do. If it's benefiting their animal, their human... Um, their companion, I don't see why they wouldn't want that message passed on if it's helping them. Yes. And there, there are some people that won't appreciate it. Um, but I would say 90% of the people will appreciate it and say, Oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that. And it's, of course, that's why we were pulled aside. So sometimes we get messages, but on the other hand, this is going to be funny. Sometimes uh, tell me if this is, please don't let this just be me. <laughs> um, sometimes I go to talk to an animal and they don't want to talk to me. Horses are notorious for this. So I'll go up to the animal and the, the owners ask me and the horse is like, uh, no, talk to my butt and I'm walking away. Um, and it takes me maybe two, two times. Sometimes, you know, they're not feeling it because they're like humans. They have bad days. They're tired. They could be in pain. Um, and it doesn't happen the first time. Do, have you had that happen to you as well? Um, I've not had them not want to chat. They might not um, want to share what, say, um, I've been asked to ask them a specific question. They might want to share what they're um, wanting their person to know at that time. Mm-hmm. They might find the question irrelevant. Um, it's not what they're needing to pass on. So I have had that before. I'll ask them and there's like a... Um, it's just like a little quiet contemplation from them. And then it's like, okay. So I just ask, what is it you want to tell your person? What do you need to share? And then it flows a bit easier that way. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. That hasn't wanted to chat at all. 
You know, when we were talking earlier before we started recording back and forth, we were talking about my dog Cookie and I was letting Nick know that um, he's left me with a lot of downloads. We call, I call downloads information that I get from God, spirit, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's streams of consciousness. And he has left me, I can speak to animals that have passed. You can too, correct, Nick? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So when an animal passes, of course, as the human's going through grief and the processes of grief, there are always questions or always, I would love if, if my dog knew this, I, or I wish I'd said this and he doesn't know. You know, sometimes we think they don't know, but they do know. Yeah. Um, but I love it if you'd, my dog's left me with so many messages uh, of love and I'm still here. And can you yeah. give the listeners a little bit of, um, what you've experienced from animals that have passed on that, that want to still give their owners a little bit of information or maybe support? Yeah, that's wonderful that Cookie has left you with all that and that you are in a position to be able to receive them and communicate still. Um, that's the thing with many people when their companions do go, could, like I was saying before, there might be guilt, you know, if they had to help their animal transition there'll be guilt from the person thinking that they've taken a life or something like that and it's wonderful then to connect in with the animal and pass on the message that no I just needed help being released from my physical body or I was ready to go and just to give them that confirmation that it wasn't you that did this to me it was me getting you to help me through this so then the person can start releasing any guilt that they might have related to that and there's also the comfort when people do get the messages from their animals that have transitioned is um, the comfort in knowing that the bond is still there that they can still connect in with them when they're talking with them their animal is hearing them and they're actually sending messages back, although the person might not get it because they're very emotional with the guilt, so it could be blocking anything they're feeling. Um, and it removes some of that, they're gone, you know, like it's a, a full stop at the end of their connection. The right. bond continues, and that's another thing for the person. Once that understanding comes through that that's not the full stop, this is continuous we will reconnect, we are connecting now. Again, that brings the comfort and it gives their love somewhere to go. I don't know if you've heard that saying that grief is just um, love that has nowhere to go. It, no, I've uh, never heard that. No. Nope. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's a lovely thing, but it's it gives that love somewhere. They can still feel their animal with them, around them. They know that they're there. And mm. it's the connection which again brings that comfort i believe that there are definite messages i i know so for for myself um, i'm glad you've experienced that too and for yourself and for your clients i believe also in the soul agreements and that they can come back in different forms do you have thoughts on that yeah, yeah, you do get um, some animals come back if they've still got 
something to go through with the person. Um, so they may come back. Um, they also um, reconnect via other animals that join your family. Um, so they might come through and just pass on little messages through them. I don't know if you've ever had it. Um, I had it with a couple of my companions before with the similarities between them. Um, one of my dog's beautiful Zena, she transitioned and um, we had a companion join our family. And I was thinking to myself, are these, you know, is this Zena come back in another body? But no, it was actually her passing messages through, but she was showing me the similarities, um, like her character within mm. our new, so that I could then recognise her. And then I knew that she was passing the messages on. I don't know if you've ever experienced that yourself, have you? I have, I have, and it's almost uncanny. Sometimes they are the this almost the same, a little different still, but this a lot of the yeah. same um, mannerisms or the way yeah. they look at you. But sometimes yeah. they're also yeah. just passing through the messages. But it's funny because Cookie said to me um, when I found him, he was in a pretty uh, bad state. He was um, chained to a tree, and he had. It was, it was not good. Um, he'd never been on a walk. He'd never been groomed. He had dirty water. It was bad. Um, so there was a definite, you know, deep bond with us, but he said, there's one more, um, in, in worse shape than I was, that's going to need you. And you'll know when you see him. So I do believe that they give us cues. Uh, In other words, if you were looking to, you know, if you had a, a, a dog or cat that passed on, and then you were looking for another one when the appropriate time came. Um, I do believe that they'll give us signals. Have you seen that as well? Yes, yeah. I've had through messages as well during communications that um, they might show what um, the next companion, that, you know, like physical attributes, things like that, and like you said, characteristics or little signs. Even when they're popping back in to see their person, um, you know, they might say, right, I'm going to, do this action or, you know, like I'm going to rub them on the back of the leg or just put, you might feel my paw on your knee, things like that, you know. It's just, uh, it's those um, precise actions, characters, physical attributes, everything like that, that you will know then 100% that that's your companion sharing that with you. Yes, yes, absolutely. We need confirmation as humans, don't we? We don't trust ourselves that much. Oh my goodness. We're a little bit dumb sometimes. We need it like confirmation three, four, and five times, whereas an animal just needs it once and they're good to go. So Yeah. Um, it reminds know, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the man with two brains. Um, and Stephen Martin, the character he's playing, asks for a sign and the whole house is shaking, paintings are spinning around and around. And he goes, No, no signs. And it that just <laughs> It's like what we're like as humans. It's like, no, I'm still not getting it. <laughs> humans are just, so, uh, the animals are just so patient with us humans. They really are. They're so patient and they're so supportive. And some of the, yes. the smaller ones here, like I've been talking to the geckos, I had a really, really amazing experience a month ago where I saw for the first time in my life, a hummingbird moth. Do you know what that is? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I was telling Catherine about that, our friend Catherine, a hummingbird moth, if you don't know. It, it looks like a hummingbird. I thought it was a hummingbird. And, uh, but then I looked again, and it was a moth. And it, it really literally goes, just like a hummingbird would, from you know, bloom to bloom. And I just, it's kept 
was right near me. It kept looking at me and looking at me. And it was just saying like, be light and cheery, Julie, everything's going to be okay. And I went in to call my husband. I brought him back outside and it flew away. And I heard it's just for you. Like the messages, oh. some, the messages are very specific sometimes for specific people, obviously. So, um, creatures, they're, they're so smart and so supportive, but they're specific. So I guess what I'm trying to get at, which you can elaborate on is when you're giving a message, sometimes we don't know, uh, what, what the message, how deep the message goes, but the, the person on the other side that it's intended for, they should get it because it, they're trying to be that specific that it's like your big red sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do get that. Um, some of the time I'll be sort of taking note of what they're saying to me and thinking this makes absolutely no sense. And that's one of the things you have to really trust um, when you're getting their messages is to just pass it on as is. Um, this is what I always say at my workshops, don't try and interpret anything or filter it, just pass on as is because if I try and interpret it, the wrong message could then get to the person. But if I just pass on exactly as the companion or the animal has shared, the person that it's meant for will completely understand what that is. Oh my goodness. I learned that lesson so fast. I was reading a horse that my very first reading with somebody and I tried to interpret it and the horse got so mad at me, stomped his yes, foot and said, yes. no, that's not what I said. You need yes. to say it this way. And I yes. said, oh, okay. And from then on, I, I don't, I don't care what it sounds like. Whatever the message is, that's the message I give because they get angry because, you know, that'd be like me trying to say something to you. And then you're trying to put words in my mouth and it comes out differently <laughs> <laughs> yeah can you imagine it if yeah if we were chatting and then there's a, a third party saying no no that's not what you mean what you mean is you're like no <laughs> you yeah you, you're kind of getting up region and your point of view your opinion your message is not getting respected then and and then it can just go to a complete failure and breakdown in communications really couldn't it yes yes it's funny just the way that they uh they correct you so quickly like yeah. no, 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 no! I didn't say that. No, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know what I mean. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just see that horse now. Saying no. Oh my goodness! You have to remember that these are all sentient beings, everyone. So, yes. it, you know, we we're making fun and we're making light of it because it, it's a big subject. But it they're sentient beings and they're very very smart and sometimes they are old souls and they've been here for many lifetimes and just like people. So they know what they're saying. They know who it's directed to. And if, if we're just the messenger, it's actually just so much easier because it takes the stress off of me. That's the way I look at it. Is that how you look at it too, kind of? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And also I don't have the knowledge of their relationship of the situation that they're um, discussing between them. Yes. Yes. So by me then putting another interpretation on that, um, I could be misreading the whole situation and that's not what they've asked me to join them for. It is just to literally find out what that person, that animal wants to say and then just transfer it across to a language that the human understands. Have they given you messages if they're in pain or something hurts on them? And I know probably a lot of owners ask you that question, ask my dog or ask my cat, you know, is he or she in pain? Have they given you those specific messages to give to the humans? 
Yeah, I do. Because um, a lot of the time, obviously, depending on what the communication is for, but um, I incorporate some Reiki into it too. And that way I can do body scans and see if there's any areas of the body. But they will share pain as well. And, and then you can find out whether it's their pain or whether it's something the human's going through. Because animals do do that for us because... As we were saying, we can be a bit slow on the hints coming from our animals. So sometimes they have to take it on as a physical ailment to get the attention of their person. Um, because, of course, when we see our animal companions in pain, that's when we try and do a bit more for them, if that makes sense. I know we're always there for them anyway. But if we're seeing them in physical pain, we might go that one step further to resolve what's going on. So, of course, they bring any issues up as physical ailments. That will address the issue more. And then through the communication, we get to the underlying core. And a lot of the time, again, it's something that's coming from their human that they need to reflect back at their human. So this is a big point for a lot of people. And I'm, I'm really glad that you brought this up um, is because I was actually speaking to a horse in Spain about a week ago. Um, and the man had a um, broken arm, and then all of a sudden, for no reason, the horse hurt his leg, didn't break it, obviously, but was really kind of hobbling around, um, and there was something he wanted to communicate to. This was a very highly educated horse in dressage. Um, he was very, very smart, very well-schooled, very funny, um, but he wanted to communicate something to that rider, and the rider actually put it together and asked me, well, do you think that he manifested this? And I said, absolutely. He said, because he said, what are the chances of him? I've had him for gosh, 10 years. What are the chances that this is the same type of injury on me and also on my horse? Um, what do you, can you g give the listeners a little bit more context for that? Because I think this is a huge point that a lot of times they, they don't really understand, but it does bring to light how the animals are ultimately supporting us. Yeah, that sounds like they've got a lovely bond. Um, the fact that that gentleman um, was aware. Um, yes. He's doing that. Um, there's a lot of people overlook that. But you do get that. You get um, people that have got knee issues um, and it comes up as arthritis or um, the dog goes lame, um, things like that. Um, issues, you get so many animals with issues because their person isn't dealing with something or is stressed or isn't processing um yeah there's so many um it's again it's going back to the vibrational level again as well um just very brief one for the, those that don't understand we all have an aura an energy field around us um so if we're sick if we're ailing it could either be in the energy field around us that's making our physical sick or if we um, have fears stress anything like that it makes us unbalanced and of course the energy we're putting out there as well because our companions are so sensitive to energy they will then be getting affected by the energy we're putting out there so that will be then affecting their energy fields and they could go into their physical so there's different ways for our companions to be affected, I suppose. They could um, consciously decide to 
like I said, reflect it back, what the human is going through. If we're not picking it up in our own bodies, the animal will take it on, pick it up, put it in their bodies and say, look, this is what's happening. Or it could just be that we're energetically putting it out there and making our companions sick through that way. Mm. How can we alleviate that so that they don't have to, to really manifest that? Um, once we see, um, it's again, it's just the awareness of what's going on with ourselves. Um, we're so busy in our lives that we don't take time to actually properly check in on ourselves. You know, we might be stressed, we might be tired and we go, oh, I'll deal with that later or I'll be okay. We don't take the time to sit with ourselves and actually connect in and see how we're feeling. Um, it's a difficult thing to do. It's much easier to care for someone else than to actually go in and deal with what's going on with us. So that's where it starts. Again, that's another thing so many companions are with us for is to um, help us um, grow, to understand ourselves, to fulfil our purpose and to actually be who we're meant to be. And all those things will bring us wellness um, it will bring us understanding of who we are, why we're sick. There's so many physical ailments we'll carry as humans that is just um, either an energy blockage or something we haven't dealt with. Um, so once we go in there and do that with ourselves, that's then when we should start seeing the ailments in our companions ease up or release because they won't need to carry that anymore. So by Helping in another way of helping our animals is to actually sort ourselves out first and deal with what's going on with us. Yes, yes. And by keeping your aura or your electromagnetic field um, vibrationally high, which means that instead of having anger, frustration, fear, lower level vibes, by trying to really, you know, curate happiness and joy in your life and love and abundance those are all higher vibrational feelings and that will radiate out into your field, which is what your animals and other humans feel, even if it's uh, unconscious or subconscious, everyone feels uh, those fields. So that is another way of just trying to, like, like she was saying, just by working on yourself, you're actually helping your animals or your pets. That's it. But it's actually going right inside and dealing with it. There's so many times we, we tell ourselves, right, I'll be positive, I'll be happy, but we haven't actually dealt with what's underlying those emotional, deeper, um, fear-based or, you know, emotional sensations we need to fix, basically. Yes, yes. And so many times, you know, when I've been sick, my animals will come right up and snuggle next to me as if they're trying to take that energy off of me. You know, if I, have a, if I have a migraine, you know, a lot of times I have to lay down in a dark room and they'll come right up and just try to, feels like they're just trying to pull, pull it off me. feels like that. Yeah, yeah they'll be um, healing you. Um, they'll, they'll be feeling that you need that vibrational lift or, yeah, they could just be bringing their higher vibrations to you for your healing as well. They do that a lot. They do like to do that, bless them. That's why we love animals so much. <laughs> 
this. And that's why we need to check in with them as well. You know, they'll do all this for us and they could be worn out in a corner going on quite exhausted right now. Yeah. So we do need to check in with them and make sure they're actually okay on a daily basis, like you do with all your loved ones. Say, how are you going today? Are you okay? Just yes. see how they're yeah. Is it just as simple as asking for those that haven't really practiced or this is all new to them? Is it just as simple as maybe looking at their dog and asking or what's the best way for them to do that? They can do, yeah. They can do um, genuine, you know, how you're feeling. Um, well, another really nice way of doing it is just to sit and be with them and offer them your unconditional love back, um, which, again, we don't do a lot of the time. We might sit with our companions, but we might be mind-focused somewhere else. You know, like yes. even if you're with them on your lap watching telly, still you're, you've got that physical connection, but it's nice to just sit and be with them just one-on-one and just share love back to them. It's like you're re-energising and refueling them as well as what they've been doing for us. It's vice versa. Yes, absolutely. And for those of you that do have horses, a lot of times I'll just go out and be with my horse. In other words, there's no expectations. And yeah. I do that with my dog and cats. It's, it is just like, I think of it just like that. Just, it's just refueling. We're just refueling because you're being mindful and you're, you're present. So you're, you're not distracted and you're actually, I think of it as I'm putting great energy towards you. Like what you do for me, I'm just going to give it right back to you. Here's some good energy, take it in and, you know, because they do support yeah. us so much. Yeah. So many times you see them trying to get our attention, just nudging us and, you know, just putting one hand while you're doing something um, is not what they're looking for. They're actually looking for you to shift your focus away from what you're doing and actually be with them. And yes, that's showing us, you know, we do it human to human as well so much. Yes. We, we, oh, I never thought of that, but it's so true. Yes. Yeah, so it's the same for all species. You know, we have to just come back to that core connection again. Have you, so out of all of the animals that you've spoken to, what's probably the most profound message you've ever had? And from what what being was it from? Oh, gee, gee. I know that's a, that's a hard one. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, it's... I don't say it would be a specific um, message that comes through, but it's it's more the um, the wisdom, you know, like um, you, you think you're understanding yourself and then all of a sudden you get this um, wisdom that will come through during a communication that just opens your heart and your mind up to realise, gee, the, what they are tapped into is just just mind blowing. It really is. Um, you know, I'm I'm not explaining this very well, but it's um it's when you understand what they are connected with and the understanding, the insight that they have that we don't have. That's just humbling and to me that's more profound than anything yes and I feel as though sometimes when you get these messages how little we know we think we know so much but really compared to them we don't know very much at all (laughs) 
yeah that's it and it's it's those moments you know when that comes through um and that's what just makes me realize this is this is what it's all about this is what we're here for to to get access and gain and understand the wisdom that they're sharing with us but the coolest thing of all is that they know that they know that we don't know that much and they still have patience for us and they still keep it very simple. So it's very, it's an amazing, it's really amazing that, and it's humbling and it's always an honor. I I always think of it as it's, it's a complete honor um, because they don't have to speak to us at all. Really. Yeah, yeah. They don't need us. (laughs) The way way they do it without judgment and so much compassion as well. Um, You know, it's not, there's none of the, what do you mean you didn't know that? I thought everybody knew that. It's just like, oh, okay, you don't know that. Well, this is how it works and this is what's happening. And it's just a very open sharing of knowledge. And again, that's another thing they're showing us that we should all be doing, you know, be patient with each other while we're all learning share the knowledge that you have and put it out there. If people aren't ready for it, don't um, be intolerant to them. Just put it out there and who it's meant for will get there. And that's exactly what all the other animal species are doing for us humans. So, and they're encouraging us to do that with everybody else as well. Yes. And that's, that's a big one that you just mentioned was the no judgment zone. And that's why so many people love animals because they don't judge us. Uh, You can, um, you know, you can be crazy and running around your house and, and, you know, they just don't judge us and they don't judge us for, for not knowing as, as little as we do when we talk to them. Um, Even though we might be arrogant and think we do in the beginning. Um, And I think that's why people, connect to animals. You've seen it with military veterans, with horses and dogs. You've seen it with abused women and everyone can, when, when they give the, given the chance can connect with the animals because there's no judgment. Yeah. Because they're seeing us as the sentient being the soul. They're not seeing us as um, what we've had in life, where we've come from, what we've experienced, how we've reacted. They're not, seeing any of that they're not taking that into account they're just giving us our message what we need to know this is what your soul needs to know um and that's where it's coming from because they are connecting with us on that soul level humans tend to connect with others um first up on a physical level they see the physical so of course then we compound all our beliefs into one and a judgment comes out and then a judgment yes yes And that's what um, the animals don't have that. They just connect in at that soul level. Whatever's going on in the physical, that's what you're going through right now. But this is what you need to know. This is what will help you. And they just share it that way. They don't hold back, which I love as well. If we need to know. (laughs) We find confronting, they'll still tell us anyway. Oh, they will. They will. They'll tell us. They'll tell us. Yeah, yeah. But they just have a loving way of saying it with compassion. They're trying to help us and they're trying to support us. That's the bottom line. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. 100%. They're, they're, they're farther along and they're just trying to help us along as a species uh, one-on-one as much as they possibly can. So if you see um, a hawk, if you have a totem, when a totem is simply, how would you explain a totem a- animal to uh, the listeners? I, I have a hard time um, explaining it. Well, how would you explain it? 
Yeah, you could, well, as in an animal totem. Yes. Yeah, so um, there's there's different um, viewpoints on this. You can have some that will help you on a day-to-day basis. So that's why the, you know, um, when you get little animal messages come through, if you meet a certain animal a certain day, there could be a message for you that day. So that could be some people see that as a totem. Other people see um, if they have like a lifelong connection with a certain species um, of animal. So they might be, I don't know. Like I have just, one with hawks. I always see hawks. They're my totem. Hawks always. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you've got that. So you're going to have that um, to help you through this life's purpose. And that would be a certain strength or a certain characteristic characteristic that you'll resonate with that animal. So if you're needing a bit of strength, a bit of support, you can connect in with that animal and get some wisdom, get some insight or something like that. Connect with the characteristic of that species. And like I said, other people will connect with um, maybe you keep seeing, I don't know, um, an elephant around, you know, not literally an elephant down the street, but you might be seeing visuals in magazines, in books. You might be hearing the word elephant regularly, things like that. So if that's going through a phase of your life at that time, you might be needing the strength, the gentleness, the understanding of um, the elephants bring with them at that point in your life. There might be something you're going through. So there's different um, times and different types of totems that you'll be getting through that you can have um, a lifelong one, like you said, but you've got with your hawk, which is a beautiful one to have, yeah. And they always show up for me all the time and I'm always looking for them. I'm always looking up because I know they're around. But the cool thing is sometimes if I've had a a really bad day, then I'll see one and it's always kind of like, it's okay. It's okay. We got this. And, and you're one of us. Totems are very strong. Um, You can have a strong bond with them once you figure out the relationship and their attributes and, um, and they can be lifelong or as you know, they can, be there for certain times in your life, uh, especially yeah. if uh, if you've lost someone or lost an animal. Yes. They seem to yeah. support us a lot more. It's just their way of helping us, right? Yeah, yeah, because um, we're recognizing that and um, we feel um, the comfort we see. I did that with um, my nan was connecting me, hence the Sunbird logo, and yes. a time in my life. And yeah, and the sunbird was just, I was at work and just come and sit on the wing mirror of the van I was driving at the time or just come sit on the open door of the van, you know, when there were times when I just needed that bit of support, like you said. And it's like, because, again, we're seeing something visual, we're recognising it, it's right there in front of us and humans, we need that. We need to see something visual to connect with. Sometime we need that to see it and then your soul will recognize it. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. beautiful. Have you ever spoken to an elephant? I've I love elephants. Have you ever I've never spoken to one, have you? Um I haven't had the opportunity, no, to be even honest. either. I, I just love them. What's the yeah. most exotic um um animal or species that you've ever spoken with? Um I remember one of the first times a wild animal approached me and that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was just sat on a grass area in in Echidna. I think in America there might be like not quite a porcupine, a hedgehog kind of. Oh, okay, okay. A little little spiky echidna with a long nose. And I was just sat 
husband just came wandering up um, and I remember at the time going, this is a little wild animal, you know, like it's one of those ooh moments. Yes. Yes. Wow. That was was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I don't know how many insects you connect in with. Not many. Oh, you know what? I've connected with a lot lately because I just moved here to, you know, South Carolina and we didn't have geckos. You know what a gecko is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't have geckos in Connecticut because it's too cold, but we have geckos here. And um, yes, uh, I'm connecting with them and they're very funny and they have yeah. a lot to say, um, but they're funny little things and they're very wise. But that's been different for me because I, I was kind of like thinking, first of all, I was scared and I was like, eh, you know, not really interested. And then I was I was putting them out of the house. I would, they were like in, not in the house, in the lanai that we have because they they're so small, they get in. So I, you know, put them outside in a little bin and release them. I would never kill them. But, um, but then I started to kind of look at them and they, I noticed that they would start to look at me like, uh, I have something to say. Can you make, mm-hmm. when you make eye contact and they don't pull away, then they have something to say. Usually that mm-hmm. indicates to me. And they've been telling me, you know, kind of just to keep things light. Like if I'm struggling with something professionally or personally, they'll kind of be like, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, we're really nimble and we're really fast and we can help you. We'll support you. So those kind of fun, you get some fun little messages. Not everything is, you know, super serious and heavy. It's sometimes really light and fun. What about you? What have you been connecting to? Yeah. um, On the same, it's, um, I've noticed the little insects, they're very, um, quick to connect um, yeah maybe it was like you're saying that they're very quick and they have short lifespans it's like right I've got to get this out now yes um, there's no sort of wishy-washy and I've noticed that with insects their connections are so much faster um, and they're spot on there was a, a dragonfly we had um, huge cathedral ceilings in our old house and we had some windows at the top that you couldn't open so of course the dragonflies would go up there we couldn't reach up there it's so high and so I thought, okay, I'll just ask you if you want to come down and I'll help you outside. Sure enough, just came down, sat on the door frame while I connected her up and took her outside. And I remember that was one of the first times I connected with an insect. And it was just one of those most humbling little... And again, it was like, why hadn't I done this before? Yes. <laughs> you, you know, Nick, you're a bit slow. You could have been doing this for years, but... Oh, it takes work, takes us time. Because it doesn't mean they don't understand. They're as sentient as an elephant. They really are. It's funny that you mentioned dragonflies because I have a special relationship with dragonflies. Uh, I came outside one day and there was a big, the biggest dragonfly I'd seen in a long time, stuck in a um, spider's web. And he was still struggling and he was, I could tell he wasn't going to last too much longer because he'd been there struggling for a little bit, but I I pulled him out and it was very sticky. I had a hard time untangling him, to be honest with you. And there's this big old human, right? I mean, um, mm-hmm. and he was so, I, I just remember him saying, thank you so much. I, I'm so thankful. And I said, well, it's okay. And a lot of times when you're first doing this work, you don't really realize that you're, it's actually happening until a little bit later. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and he always said that he was thankful and i i get dragonflies all the time now and every time they come they say he's just saying thank you again we want you to know again and you probably already know this 
buddy's saying thank you again. I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, and, but it's, um, they make a point. They'll, you know, I'll be, you know, right like in a parking lot and they'll come right to my car, like right in front of the glass and they'll hover there until I look at them and then they say what they say and then they go off. But it's funny how they look at you, isn't it? The the way that they just kind of wait for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, right. I know you can chat to me. I'll I'll wait for you to recognize that I want to share something with you. And, but then you get other ones that just want to hang out with you. Um, Yes. Sometimes you sit there, you go, have you got missing? No, just want to hang out. Just sit here with you for a bit. Yeah, that's so cool. I had that with a horse the other day and she was just kind of like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm okay. And she's like, okay, I'm just checking in, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like we do with each other as humans, you know? We, we need to do more of what the animals do. Check in with each other, put the phones down, offer no judgment, and give each other a little bit of time and energy and kind of be mindful as to how we can help each other and support each yeah. other, right? Yeah, they're, they're constantly um, sharing the messages to bring us back to a love-based connection with each other, um, you know, to come from our mindsets and release all that we've been taught that um, has been kind of um, shown to us how to be and just to go back to connecting with them from pure heart, love-based, this is me, this is you, Let's just exist together as we are, you know, without all the around us. That's it. Well, I can't thank you for enough for being here, Nicola. Now, where can people reach you? We're going to have the links attached to this, but where can they reach you? Okay, so um, I have my website, sunbirdanimalcommunication.com, um, and you can also find me on Facebook, on Instagram. And also on LinkedIn under my name, Nicola Paul, rather than Sunbird on LinkedIn. And we'll leave all the links below. And then are you having a workshop coming up? What's your schedule for next year? Yes, um, at the moment, I'm just waiting for confirmation of a venue. um, But it looks like in West Australia, um, we'll be having a workshop next February is the um, thing. Because everyone's a bit busy coming up to Christmas and then recovering in January so we thought February um, <laughs> good idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good idea and how long are the workshops this is a one-day workshop that I'm doing at the moment I'm looking at doing a two-dayer so it, all the details once um, the venue's confirmed will go up on the Facebooks and the web start again Facebook page and the website so I'll put it out there then my mobile number as well for anyone that is on WhatsApp. You can contact me via that. And the number is on the website too. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we will have all the links below and I would encourage you to reach out because Nicola does this worldwide, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's um, energy. We can go anywhere with it. And she can also connect as we've mentioned with pets that have passed uh, on. So, and they've transitioned. So she can really help you with questions that you have and and really you know she does so much more than just the communication she does the reiki too as she mentioned so but i thank you so much for being here i love chatting with you and i'm so glad we could finally make this happen thank you for being here it's been an absolute pleasure julian thank you for bringing us all together to share yes yes 
Um, yeah, you're connecting so many wonderful people together at the moment. It's lovely. This is amazing. It's so amazing to chat with you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share and subscribe and we'll see you soon.